Hi and welcome to the Cigar Box Builder podcast. Um, it's Adam Harrison, and uh, you can find me at Verbal uh, Guitars, um, pretty much everywhere: um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my apologies for last week. Uh, setting up the Facebook page was interesting. Um, it was definitely a case of uh, learning as I go. <laughs> Because um, I initially I set it up as a page, uh, but I, I don't think that was the uh, I don't think that was the uh, the right way to go. I think what the right way to go was actually um, setting things up through the uh, through the group. So I'm hoping that um, that, uh, that that that's actually worked out okay. Um, obviously, it's an open group, so please feel free to. Um, uh, offer the group to anyone and everyone that you think might be interested in um, in it. Um, the podcast is designed to. I think that ideally that the podcast is designed to complement the group discussions um, through the week. Uh, so I'd like to you know to to use that as um, I suppose. Uh, an opportunity to kind of look at what's happening out there, uh, things that people might be um, interested in, or you know, uh, with the, whether there's any um, anything new that you found, or new techniques, or anything that you've seen that you know that we can comment on. Um, organising some interviews at the moment. Um, we'll see how we go. I just have to figure out the logistics of doing it. It's time-consuming, but I believe it's worthwhile because. As I said, I don't want, I don't want this to just to be, you know, the the you know the, the Adam Harrison twenty minutes. You know, it's it's um, it's not about that. Um, you know, it's 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 about talking about these these amazing little instruments that that we all love and um, figuring out how to build them and and ways to improve uh, your building, ways to improve your business. Um, if there's any tips and and, and tricks that people have got out there, or things that they've figured out, or you know, it, you know, in regards to running, you know, a cigar box guitar business, uh, or you know, managing your hobby, you know, that's because at the end of the day, I think we all started this as a hobby. I don't think anyone's gotten into this with the idea of getting rich. I certainly haven't. Um, you know, I, I joked around about it, and uh, I went and saw my tax agent the other week to do my tax because, you know, Verbal Guitars is a registered business and, you know, we're making sure that we're trying to do things right, you know, and pay our taxes and do all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, Birdwood Guitars came out with a grand profit of $81 last year, um, you know, after after everything's considered and everything was put back into it. And so, in other words, every guitar that I, you know, that, that gets sold, 
you know, is uh, is money in the kitty to make more. So it's not about getting rich. Let's let's be honest. We worked it out. Um, I'm currently worth ten cents an hour. So that's that's currently what I'm working for at the moment. <laughs> that was my grand profit. So that's a little, just a little bit of a business business tip. You know, I don't think any of us get in this to make money. Um, but if we can self fund our hobby, um, that's a nice thing. And if you've got a little bit, if, if you're able to make a bit more for the family and stuff like that, then you know, God bless you. That's what we want. So. Um, yeah, so as we move forward, um, we're really, really looking for those great comments from you guys. Um, flick on over to Podbean. Um, you can use the, um, the the links that I put to the podcast. Um, you know, we yesterday we got our very first uh, subscriber to the podcast, so thank you very much. Um, I won't throw names out, but you're a very awesome, super person. Thank you very much, and hopefully we're going to get a lot more. Um, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see where we can take this little baby together. You know, we'll see what see what happens with it. Um, I'm hoping to get some, hoping to get some um, relatively high profile interviews um, as well from people from the industry. Uh, hoping, I'm not promising anything. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I'm also very, very interested in talking to you guys you know if you've got a story to tell if you want to tell us about yourself if you want to tell us about how you got into this um how you got into this um this this fantastic you know craft um where you've come from you know did you have a guitar building background if you did you have a woodworking background were you you know uh are you retired are you still working other jobs are you know how did you pick it up what did you do so we're really, really interested in finding out um, what you guys, uh, what prompted, motivated you guys to actually get involved in this, um, you know, and if it's not building, then it's playing, you know, of course. So not everyone out there who's going to be listening to this is a cigar box guitar builder. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to get a lot of, um, you know, Roots Instruments and Homemade instrument um, fans who are players, not necessarily builders. Uh, enthusiasts if you want um, and the other thing is if you've recorded anything if you've got some some recordings of yourself playing and you you're pretty happy with them you know playing and singing and stuff like that uh, if you've got some original stuff and you want to chuck it out there in the airwaves um, please let me know uh, drop us you know drop us a line uh, give us a phone call uh, if you need to contact me via phone uh, just look uh, look up the website at uh, birdwoodguitars.com um, you can also find the uh, my, my phone number mobile phone number on uh, on, fa- on the Facebook f- uh, page um, so all the contact details are there if you need so please don't hesitate and uh, if you've got a story to tell or if you've got a song to sing uh, you know and a, and a piece of music to play then uh, please send it uh, send it my way. Anyway, with no further ado, let's get on with the episode. Okay, so I want to talk uh, finishing. Um, we had a look at uh, a, an amazing um, coffin guitar on the um, on the group. Uh, actually, it was the first of the um, it was the first um, photo that was actually put up on the group. Um, 
it's a uh, gosh, it's it's a wonderful instrument. It's absolutely fantastic, and uh, there's uh, there's some details there on actually how to um, how to actually go through and do that process. Um, but I wanted to talk about um, three guitars that I made, three scalebox guitars that I made, um, probably about a year ago, and. Um, all three sold, and um, actually there were four. The three of them were um, named Beauty, and there was a fourth one which was uh, which was a tram pattern, a tram shape. And what these were were actually um, antique cigar box labels um, that I'd actually printed off the internet, and um, I called them art box guitars or art guitars. Because they weren't cigar boxes, I basically made them out of um, made them out of pine uh, for the sides. Uh, I used what was it um, 19 millimeters by 42 millimeter um, pine lengths. I just got them from Bunnings. Um, three ply for the back and three ply for the lid. And um, it's a neck through design which actually incorporated uh, some mini humbuckers. Um, a couple that I'd bought uh, from CB Giddy, uh, which were these gold, kind of gold foil, though very, a little bit de-almond type style um, mini humbuckers, which, which sounded fantastic. And um, another couple that I'd actually bought off uh, um, MRWS uh, Mark Wilmot at MRWS and, um, and this is about a year yeah it's about a year ago I did, I did the last one and um, they're a beautiful guitar but they were very time consuming to make um, which is probably why I haven't gone and done more but I do want to go back and do some more of these because they, they were really very very pretty and I want to talk about the finish uh, a couple of customers that are actually, uh, and, and some mates that are on, on the group, have actually um, bought those. So if you guys want to pipe up, you're quite welcome to. I'm not going to name you just because of privacy. Um, so these beauty guitars, I'll talk about the beauty guitars. The tram guitar sold at the 2015 uh, Katoomba at the Blues Festival up there in March, actually, of 2015. So, gosh, it might even be a year and a half. Anywho, so what I did was I found some designs on the internet that I really, really liked, and I've still got those. I have still still have those there. Um, and I did print them off the internet in colour. But also, I found that you could get trim off the internet as well. And that's that box trim. And I, just, I, and I just printed it onto standard white printer paper, A4 printer paper, just nothing, nothing special. Um, what I then did was made the box, put the base on, did the sides, sanded them back, glued them together, had them ready to go, so that that, that was all done. And then we had the, um, the lid that was gonna go onto the top. Now, what I did with, with that, was I basically set did the entire guitar barring the top so 
the, the neck had, was completed, the neck was ready to go, it was set into the body because we had to do the, the cutouts. Um, so that was all set. So when it came to actually applying the detail, uh, the majority of the, the timber work on the guitar was actually done. Um, so, how did I apply it? I basically used PVA glue, or craft glue. Um, I think going forward, I'll actually use um, Mod Podge. I'm thinking of actually using that. So I've got a couple of tins of Mod Podge, which, I, which I'm going to, going to try. Um, I, once I've gotten through these four customer orders I'm doing at the moment, I will go ahead and I'll do, um, uh, I will do a couple more beauties because they, they, were, they were just really lovely. And um, what we ended up doing was glued the, uh, glued the pictures down, onto the, glued the picture onto the lid itself. Um, I also glued the trim around the, the corners of the box as well. Now, the reason I did this was twofold. <laughs> the first reason was that um, my joining, although on the corners, although very sturdy and very strong, um, it was a little bit uh, on the moderately rough side because I was using a hand. Um, everything basically at the time I was doing was, was with hand tools. I didn't have the, I didn't have a lot of the mechanical tools that I had now. So having the trim over those corners kind of tidied things up a little bit, which was which was nice. Um, covered the, uh, the the screw holes that I put in, and then covered with um, uh, wood putty. Um, so that it just tidied up the edges really, really nicely. Once the the corners were all applied, and the image had been pasted to the lid, and there was also a side label that actually um, was glued onto the the top out of the instrument as well. So it just gave a little bit of side detail when you look down on the instrument while you were playing. You also had a little bit of side detail there as well, just on the top. Um, I then got 400 grit sandpaper and gave it a very light sanding. Now by doing that, I, I weathered the, uh, it didn't look brand new, I started weathering. So I weathered the sides, um, weathered the, um, the, the edges of the body, sanded, gave a bit of a rough sand to the body itself as well, just to kind of weather it, make it look like it was quite old. Um, and once that sanding had been done, and in some areas I sanded through almost through to the um, through to the timber, really just to age it. Um, and that looked great at that time. What I then did was I got a, uh, a wood stain. It wasn't a very dark one, it was kind of a medium grade uh, wood stain. And just using a cloth, I dabbed the cloth into the stain, wiped off the excess, gave it a couple of dabs on another piece of timber that I wasn't using, and then very gently went over and dabbed over the, uh, over the print. Now, at this point in time, it was basically just paper, so keeping in mind. So there's no protection put on the paper at all as yet at that point. So dabbing it, I was very careful not to... Um, not to start creating, you know, paper balls, you know, if it just because I didn't want to rub it and, and, and rub through and start destroying it. So it was just a case of very, very carefully dabbing it and also using the same stain on the pine. 
Um, I gave it two coats, uh, which weathered it, which gave it a very antique kind of a look, and then let that dry. And I made sure that there were some streaks. I kind of left a few little streaks on. And um, yeah, those guys who actually have the uh, have the have the guitars there, I will. I'll probably put some pictures up on the site just to show what I'm talking about in relation to doing this particular uh, this particular job. Uh, but I won't name you, of course. And um, at that point, I let it dry and then applied three coats. Once it had dried, I then applied three coats of um, spray-on uh, poly. However, however, <laughs> however, before I could do that, um, I needed to basically finished the box. I needed to finish the box, which meant because it was going to be sealed for good, I actually had to put in all of the electronics. I had to put in the, you know, the pickup, set it all up, um, have it all basically ready to go with all the wiring done on the inside, all the wiring ready to go, um, the earth running through. I'm just thinking back actually to how far long ago that was. I'm not even sure if I did earth or humbuckers, but I'm not even sure if I did earth it at that point in time, that was still, you know, at that point in time, I was still fairly fresh, I now earth everything, everything gets earth now, um, but I'm not actually too sure if I did, I'm not, it's really a year and a half ago, I'm not too sure, can't remember what I did last week, um, so I had to basically finish the box, so everything was glued shut, the corners were put back on, covering the top joins um, and it was basically oh in all rights it was it was complete um, so once everything was masked off ie you know the pickup uh, the pickup was all masked off masking covered in masking tape uh, the the volume of tone control um, I'm actually thinking I might have just run that straight to the jack Actually, I don't think I had a volume and tone control on those particular ones. So basically, at that point then, once everything was masked off, it was uh, three three coats of poly were applied, and it was done. And uh, it came up with a really beautiful kind of antique vibe, and it looked really, really lovely. And um, so those ones were called Beauty. Um, I think we're going to do it again. Um, I might do one or two. And we'll just see how, maybe we'll see how we go. But I'll probably get those, I'll probably start those over Christmas. Once uh, once I've put, got those orders done, I'll, uh, I'll be able to concentrate on um, getting a couple more, I suppose experimenting a little bit more. Um, being a one-man operation is a little difficult sometimes, as many of you know. Um, and that's that for the, for the beauty guitars. Um, I use a... a other forms of weathering and other forms of um, staining uh, staining the guitars but you know I'll talk about those at uh, at another time okay so today we've um, we're very lucky to have Greg Hornsby here who's uh, who's agreed to say good day to us and um, we're going to talk about this uh, awesome uh, awesome coffin guitar that um, that, he, that you put on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, on the group, so you kind of want to tell us how you kind of came up with the idea of making it. Sure, Adam, no trouble at all. Um, 
I first got the idea, uh, I saw a video with Justin Johnson playing one probably about two years ago. But his was upside down the other way. He had the, the head part of the coffin where the, um, and the neck joining there. It looked a little bit cumbersome. So what I thought, nah, it's not bad. I'll turn it round and have the neck coming out of the feet, which gives it a, um, a longer body to play with, more room to fit electronics in, and makes it a little bit more comfortable where your hands go and where it rests across your body. Yep, very cool, very cool. So how large is the, how large is the body when you're playing it? Okay, the body when you're playing it is it's about 50 centimetres long in the length. It's about 35 centimetres across the, um, the broadest part of the coffin. Uh, narrows down to 35 at each end. So it's a, it's a fairly good little size. Yeah. And it gave you, as you were saying, it gave you um, quite a bit of room to actually fit those, um, fit the electronics in. Yeah, it did. Um, it also gave a fair bit of a cavity for resonance too, because um, you can play it as a, an acoustic, so there was still enough room in there for air vibration and movement to to give you a, um, a sweet enough little sound if you didn't want to plug it in. So you can sit there and play it on your lap as an acoustic and use a steel on it, and you still get a reasonably good effect on it. Yeah, I think that's because the way... Mo- the go- Sorry, you're right. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think that's the way most of us tend to play them quite often, you know, with, um, with the amount of downtime you get after work and, you know, and, and all of that sort of stuff. It's, it's probably not often that we get a chance to actually plug them in. So having a, you know, having a, a decent kind of um, acoustic sound uh, or acoustic volume, I suppose, is, is pretty important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as for materials, um, I've got to work a fairly cheap sort of a, a system being a bit of an old pensioner. So the, the body itself, uh, top and bottom are 7mm um, marine ply, uh, four-layer marine ply. The sides are 40 by 18 pine, plantation pine. Yep. And the neck is uh, the 40 by 18 white oak, the Tasmanian white oak. Oh, lovely. Headstock is a, um, a little bit of pine as well. Yep. 12mm uh, down. So... It actually works fairly easy. Uh, yeah. I drew, drew the plans up on a piece of paper first, like a template, just to get the angles right for cutting the, the miters. And um, not having a lot of high-tech equipment, I just set square in attendance or, and I sat myself down at a chair and I cut every piece individually and put them together as I went along and I ended up with millimetric... Uh, joints that were absolutely perfect oh, fantastic. Which was, um, knowing because my my brand roughest guts i tend to have a little bit of uh, over tolerance rather than an under tolerance yeah building bits and pieces absolutely i find that yeah because i've done a couple of with myself i've done a couple of the um uh, uh license plate guitars and that pine is fantastic to work with because it's 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 not too hard you know, it's it, it cuts pretty it cuts pretty easily on hand saws and things like that, and um, it, it just uh, I don't know it just it it's it's quite quite easy to work with, but it's strong enough to actually support the neck quite well if you're doing your neck through. That's true, and it gives you a little bit of resonance too. Uh, the hardwood, if you use hardwood uh, like Tassie oak or something like that, you don't quite get that 
that resonation that you do with pine. Pine seems to um, like the sound a little bit more. Yeah. Give you a little bit more of a vibration, and it sounds a bit sweeter. Oh, yeah. Well, I think doing what we do, you know, being, you know, cigar box guitar builders or, you know... Um, it's funny, you know, I think we, we tend to lob everything in with and call, call everything, you know, cigar box guitars, but yours obviously isn't. It's not actually made out of a cigar box, but I, I think we do tend to use... Just a box guitar. A box guitar, yeah. And we do tend to use, you know, whatever is around. Um, you know, we, we've been doing a bit of building here, so I've actually had a heap of, uh, a heap of pine around. And believe it or not, even, even with myself, I've even actually used pine on, um, on, a, couple of, on a couple of necks. Uh, for some market guitars that I did, and you know, I put tassioka over the top of it as a fingerboard, and they're really resonant little things. They play; they're, they're quite noisy and loud, you know. And being that forty-two by you know forty-two by nineteen mil, you know, they're not flimsy. <laughs> you know that they've 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 got a little bit of um, they got a bit of spring, but um, you know that they they transfer the sound actually quite nicely. Yeah, I think the next project I'm going to work on is I'm going to scale it down even more and um, and do a ukulele um, with a pine neck. Oh, fantastic. Uh, like a con- concert or a tenor size ukulele style. Um, yeah. Because books are my first love. Yeah. Um, I play them constantly. I absolutely adore them. But, but the cigar box guitars, I you, you know, people have really got me onto them and, and I just enjoy the fact that I could sit there and build something like that. Mm. Me nothing as, as good as what that turned out yeah. and be really, really pleased with it. And I can notice the difference between my first build, Old Rosie, yeah. which I built from scratch, and this one, and it's it's um, it's leagues apart. It's leagues apart. I still love Old Rosie with the key for the bridge and she still puts out a nice sound. Yeah. She's as rough as any. But this one, this one I was so pleased with how it turned out and the finish that we spoke about once before, the finish I, I'm just stoked with. Yeah. I'm, I wanted something that looked as though it had just been dug up out of the ground. I didn't want something that looked shiny and pristine. And and uh, I found the shoe polish finish by mistake by actually spilling a whole bunch of uh, liquid polish that I had in a cup on a piece of uh, ply. And I thought, oh, no, I want that piece to do something. So it was almost uh, an accident. I went, the, I went back the next morning and I looked at it and I thought, oh, my God check this out this is just it's just dried all evenly and the harder part of the plywood doesn't soak in the polish as much as the softer part and you get that two-tone sported timber effect and i just really love it it's so, something you don't get when you, if you rub a um if you rub a uh, commercial polish like a rosewood or an oak into it because it tends to cover everything but this boot polish it come up a treat, mate. Oh, fantastic! So, how did you how did you actually apply it when it came to actually applying it? Did you apply it to the entire body and the neck? Uh, the body, the body itself is actually done with um, flat black paint. Yep. Over under coat. Okay, so the the only place it's got the, the boot polish finish is the face, um, which is which is fine, and the fingerboard. Well, kind of like kind of like a Les Paul, you know, or, or you know, that you've gone for that black backing and then and then the detail on the top. Yeah, the detail on the top. I wanted the flat, flat black. I even thought about in the first instance before I found the what the polish had done. The whole thing was going to be flat black, but I wasn't real happy because it was still fairly shiny after I put the finishing oil over it. Yeah. The protective oil, um, and that's that's the other good part about this finishing oil that, that I used. You can put it straight over a paint or straight over any other surface, leave it for five minutes and buff it off, and it's sealed. 
and it leaves no marks, no finger marks, there's no oily residue or anything. Oh, fantastic. So the back, the back and the neck came up really good. Yeah. And when I applied just the tiniest fine coat to to the face of the guitar, it's uh, it looks as though it's just been pulled up out of the ground. Oh, brilliant. What's um. What finish did you use? What oil did you end up using? Is there a particular brand that you really enjoyed? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a brand that's just called Fine Buffing Oil by it's a Cabothane. It's a Cabot's brand. Oh, okay. Um, available from most ordinary hardware stores, Bunnings, all those chain stores. It's there right next to the tongue oils and all the other Danish oils, but it's just called Fine Buffing Oil. And it's, it's made for bringing furniture back up. You just rub it in, let it dry, buff it off, and, and you've got your surface back up. Oh. So I, that was, I just thought I'll give that a go instead of tongue oil because I used tongue oil on, on another one. It was quite all right, but it still had to dry a lot longer. This buffing oil, it's, um, you put it on, wait 10 minutes, buff it off, wait three hours, hit it with a, hit it with a soft rag, and it's done. Yeah. So it's only the one, the one application? Yeah, I just used the one application, but you can use more coats and get a higher shine if you want to do it that way. Right, but you and didn't want that. After... No, I just wanted a satiny sort of finish that wasn't oily. Oh, that's fantastic. So so your next project is going to be the ukulele. Um, you're going to have to make sure you put, put, some, put some posts up on that one for sure as you go. You, Absolutely. Your photos, your photos from, the, from the coffee guitar bill were, uh, were really, really great. Yeah, uh, I was pleased the way that it all come out. Um, I've had a lot of influence by other people. Of yours, Birdwood, um, you're one of my one of my. Well, I'm one of your biggest fans. <laughs> Barry Katz from Katz Guitars here in Queensland. Yep. Um, I've got his. I've got a VW Hubcat. Oh. Uh, the Happy Hippie, which I'll actually post on the site for you. Yeah. Um, and it's three string of steel, and it's great. But um, yeah, yeah, he does the most amazing work. Did you see the one he put on the uh, on the group? The um, uh, what was it? The, uh, the was it the rocker covers or something? Or the the, the lap steel he's done? Yeah, I saw it at Cooley Rocks on last year too. He sat there and played it, and it is a phenomenal piece of kit. Oh, I've got a, I've... It's got the, it's got the sweetest sound. Mate. Yeah. Well, next time I go up to Queensland, cause I'm up. It's, my family's up on the Sunshine Coast up there. Uh, I, I'd definitely love to catch up with you, catch up with him, and you know, and you guys too. You're, you're down in Brizzy, aren't you? No, no, we're on the Gold Coast. Oh, the Gold Coast, the other coast. Yeah, I'm on the other coast, but it's no trouble to catch up, mate. Yeah, that'd be awesome, mate. That'd be absolutely awesome. Well, look, Greg, thank you so much, mate, for spending the time and, and, and having a chat to us. Um, I hope we can maybe uh, twist your arm and, and have a chat to you again, maybe about your, your, your ukulele build when that's done. Let us know how that went. Adam, it's been my pleasure. Um, it's, it's, this is a wonderful thing you're doing, just getting the ideas out there. And I was surprised at the amount of people that actually logged on and, and liked the photos and had the, the positive comments that came out of the coffin guitar has um, really sort of inspired me to go and do a little bit more. Well, mate, that's, um, you know, that's the idea. I suppose that's the whole idea of doing something like this. Uh, you know, and if anyone's, um, I have to ask you, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, about, it's about promoting, you know, you, you as a builder and, 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 you know, and I suppose what we're doing. But if anyone was interested maybe in, in, in twisting your arm and asking you to maybe do one for them down the track, would, would, uh, would you be open to that? Uh, I don't think I'm good enough, mate. I honestly don't. Um, I wouldn't be that confident. Um, I'd be happy to give help, but... Uh, well, that's it. That Maybe that's it. Maybe if, some, if someone wants to do it, maybe they can contact you through the group and... Um, 
and uh, you know, and, and get some ideas. Absolutely, I'm quite willing to do that. Any any help or any assistance is no trouble at all. Oh, mate, you're an absolute legend. All right, Greg, thanks again, mate. I really, really appreciate the uh, the time and um, and uh, all the best of luck to you. And uh, stay in, stay in touch with us, mate, for sure. Thank you, Adam, and all the best to your listeners, mate. Oh, mate, good stuff. Well, a very big thank you to Greg Hornsby for spending time with me this afternoon. Uh, going through how he did and how he built his fantastic coffee guitar. That's absolutely wonderful. Thank you again. Um, yeah, Bunnings has been a very good <laughs> source of uh, timber for frames and things like that. So if you're looking at putting together uh, your own instrument, not looking necessarily at a, at a box guitar, it's a, it's a great place to start. It's a, it's a really... I built a few lovely little guitars utilising pine sides though I find that the as I said before the 19 the 19 mil by 42 mil uh, works really really well uh, you couple that up with uh, some four ply three or four ply and uh, you got a nice little nice little resonant chamber in there for some acoustic playing um, I'm currently working on a little ukulele at the moment a little prototype just messing around with it um, have made a couple of boo-boos with it, but we'll get that up and running in the next uh, in the next couple of um, hopefully the next few days. And uh, you know maybe we'll do a ukulele special because there's certainly a, a lot of uke players out there who don't mind cigar box ukuleles as well. So um, that would be a, a, a lot of fun. So please don't forget to post pictures on the group. The Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast group. Um, it's uh, we've had some wonderful entries so far from uh, from from Greg and from um, Chuck in the uh, in the states, uh, among some others. And I'm really really looking forward to seeing more of those builds. So uh, please don't uh, don't forget if you listen to the podcast. I'm hoping you do. Uh, if you listen to the first podcast, if you've listened to this one, if you like what you hear or you're interested, please don't forget to subscribe. That way you can get some notification if uh, you know when another one comes out. I'm going to try and post a podcast every Sunday. So Australian, I suppose, Daylight Saving Time, Eastern Coast, Daylight Saving Time. Uh, so I'll do it sometime on Sunday, probably in the evening. Uh, so it'll give you a little something to listen to on your way to and from work you like what you hear, press that little subscribe or follow button. I think it's a follow button on Podbean. So look me up on Podbean. Um, Don't forget to look up some of those other fantastic um, sites as well. Some of those other fantastic podcasts that I've mentioned before. Uh, The Lutherist podcast is is an amazing one with uh, Paul Roney and uh, Sully, John Sullivan. Uh, they have some fantastic guests. It's uh, mostly focused on electric guitars, electric six-string guitars, seven and eight strings, things like that. But it's about building. So there's a lot of fantastic building tips from those guys, and not to mention business tips. So uh, I've picked up quite a few, quite a few things from those guys, and uh, I'm definitely going to be sharing what I've learned, um, the ways to you know improve your business. Um, 
and ways you know to improve your building as well so that's why I'm doing this I'm trying to obviously continue to learn and continue to to develop my skills as well so but hopefully that's what we're all what we're all in it for and also to have a lot of fun all right so this has been Adam Harrison from Bourbon Guitars and uh, thank you for listening to the Cigar Box Guitar Builder Podcast.